Kia ora, I'm Andrew Whiteside. The world-famous musical Kinky Boots is partway through its 2023 New Zealand season, and it's been a smash hit. Today I'm talking with Stuart McKenzie, who plays the part of Lola in the show. Stuart, really nice to talk to you. Uh, you're here in Auckland for Kinky Boots. I saw it opening night. What an amazing show. Thank you, thank you. I'm very excited to be here in New Zealand doing this show. Um, now, I was a bit of a kinky boots virgin. I'd never seen the show, and I didn't know the music, so um, I was really impressed, and I thought you were fantastic. How's the season going for you? The season's going great. There's been such great feedback from the audience, and um, and the cast is amazing, so I'm very thankful and blessed to be with such a great company and cast and crew to be able to put the show on here. So I want to talk about Lola. Um, the, the show just wouldn't be a show without her. Everything really um, hangs off her shoulders, really. And I'm wondering, what, what are your thoughts of her as a character, but also as a person? Well, Lola, to me, she is she's a force to be reckoned with like none other. She has definitely gone through some trials and tribulations to become who she is. Um, and she's definitely a person that I can connect with and it helps to bring Lola out of me in my personal life, in my everyday life. Um, but she's definitely the heart of the show and she is able to allow people to look into themselves and to connect with others. So how did you decide to play her? What did you work on in order to, to create the character? Um, well, a lot of it is also what I've been through in my life, so I can really connect with it on a personal level, especially because of the upbringing with, uh, with Simon and his father. Uh, so Lola is also Simon when uh, not mm -hmm. in drag. And um, I have the same, I had the same relationship with my father before he passed away. It was not, it was non-communicative, um, we never really talked, even with my other two brothers. And so it was hard to have a, a family life. And it was also a struggle because he never approved of me being gay. And so it was always a hard um, journey in life. And so I was able to really bring what I went through in life to connect it with Simon and Lola. That part of the show was very moving, the really human dynamic. Um, and so did, did it take you courage to, to deliver that or did you feel empowered enough to, to, to share your own story but through Lola? Through Lola? Yeah, I, I, felt, uh, I felt empowered because, uh, because of Lola and her power within me. And it's also a story that so many people go through and I feel that it needs to be shared and it needs, and other people need to know that they're not the only ones going through it. And, and the struggle is hard, but we know that we can get through this together. And so me being able to open up and express and share with what I've been going through in my life and how it connects with the show and how the show connects with people is definitely something that's, that the world needs. I think also the one of the messages for me throughout the show that it, it wasn't just an LGBT story. It was actually that everybody needs to find and be encouraged to be the person that they are inside. Yes, yes, with love and acceptance. And it's you're right, it's not a uh, an LGBTQ plus story. And I always hear a lot of rave reviews, especially from the straight community, because mm. they, they're so shocked when they come, because they don't know what the show's about. Mm -hmm. They come and they're entertained and they laugh and they cry and they can really connect with it. And, um, and they connect with it on their own way and, and how it helps to open people up. And I think that's, that's a great aspect of this story. Now, you've played the role um, touring in North America, haven't you? Um, yes, I played a lot of roles, actually. This is the fourth company that I've been in. So I've, I've had a lot of 
research this show <laughs> to really get in depth. I uh, I was on the U.S. tour as a swing Lola understudy, and then I joined the Toronto production, and I was an angel slash Lola. Right, I would yeah. do Lola about a couple times a week, and then I did the Vancouver production, which was Lola, and then now New Zealand, which is Lola. How did you find audiences across America? Because I, I, I don't know which cities you went to or which states you went to, but did, did you find different states in America reacted to it differently? Uh, yeah, there were, there were a little bit, uh, there were little differences within the states. Um, overall, the message was great and mm. the, the, the applause and the acceptance that the audience gave us really let us know that they were they really enjoyed it and that they were taking it and that they were spreading it and wish that their friends knew about it, that they could tell them to come see it again. Um, but it was pretty much similar. There were, there were like a handful of occasions where I think we were in Texas one time and then there was this gentleman who was in a wheelchair and he was wheeling himself out of the aisle saying, mm. oh, I don't want to see men in dresses and, and this whole thing. And he was causing a bit of a ruckus, but people were kind of like letting him go and hmm. go into the lobby as he was complaining. And he literally sat there for all of Act 1, and then at the end of Act 1, after everybody says, yeah, everyone just comes out of the theater with all this energy <laughs> and love and, and laughter. And I was seeing, because I was swinging at the time, so I got to watch the show in the States, and I was able to see him just sulking and sitting there with a beer as his wife is standing beside him, just in love with the show <laughs> and talking with her friends and the energy and everything. And, and it was interesting to see him actually sit there because I feel like no matter what, the message will get through to him some way that mm. his, his reactions of his hatred or so of not wanting to see this does not really prove up with everyone else in the world. So, so that was a, a really good lesson to see. Mm. And of course, you know, a, a lot of homophobia comes from people who are, um, you know, have some secret desires themselves. So maybe he actually wanted to be a drag queen at heart. Yeah, you, you know, never know. <laughs> you never yeah, know. and fear also is a big thing mm -hmm. too. Fear is fear is what makes everyone afraid and and um, yeah, defensive. Yeah, that's a really interesting story though. That I, I, I wanted to ask because of course America in particular is is very very divided on this <laughs> issue. But it, it, it's like when we see a story, when we see people just being human beings, no matter who they are, where they're from. Uh, you know, people can relate to that. And, and when you add in music, dancing and lovely costumes, you know, that can often change people's minds. It can uh, change people's perspectives. Yeah, it adds to it. And it, it lets people see that this is a human story. This is mm. a, a normal story. And it's actually a story that did happen. So yeah. it's, it's pretty good to see that. Um, you're obviously very busy. You, you tour a lot. Um, but uh, you were born in Toronto. So is, is Toronto still home for you when, you when you're not touring? Yes, Toronto is home for me. I, I grew up just north of Toronto in Richmond Hill. And I went to school in Oakville, Sheridan College for their musical theater performance program. And Toronto's always been home. But to uh, try to survive in this <laughs> career, you kind of have to take gigs that travel you around quite a bit. You've got to move with them, don't you? Right. Um, so so what, who's your family now? Who, who's in your family? Uh, nowadays, it's uh, my regular family, my mom, my two brothers. I have a lovely two-year-old dog. Uh, her name is Phoenix. Oh, and lovely. so she misses me. She's a, a great Dane. So she's oh, wow. just getting over that puppy stage. But yeah. I do have friends that are looking after her while I'm away. So she'll have grown quite a bit by the time you get home, I imagine. 
<laughs> yeah, I do get updates all the time, so it's good to see her playing around. And, and there's also a one-and-a-half-year-old boy who's playing so with her, so it's inter- interesting to see her gentle giant behavior around him, too. Yeah, no, lovely. And so, uh, so finally, once the New Zealand tour finishes, you've got, you've got to go to Wellington after Auckland, of course. Um, yeah. what, what's next? What's the next thing for you? Well, the next thing is to get home. Uh, I've been traveling for about a year straight right now, so been back and forth, had like a week or two. I finished another show in Vancouver called Starwalker. Um, it was a new Aboriginal uh, two-spirited play, which was great that they turned into a movie. But that only gave me about a week before I had to fly back to Toronto to then fly to New Zealand. So I'm excited to, to get home and relax for a couple months. And then I'm off to the Shaw Festival to play Tommy Albright in Brigadoon at their festival for the Christmas season. Well, uh, well, good. You're going to get some rest over the, uh, the northern summer. Um, and look, congratulations on um, creating a wonderfully uh, sympathetic and empowered Lola. I, I was just delighted with it. And uh, all the best for, for your future endeavours. Oh, thank you so much. It's great to hear from you. That was Stuart McKenzie, who plays the part of Lola in the 2023 New Zealand tour of Kinky Boots. Now, on my website, you'll find plenty of interviews, reviews, and lots of my opinion. I cover the arts and entertainment industry and the LGBTQ communities. All of that on andrewwhiteside.com. While there, you can sign up for my regular newsletters, and if you want to support my journalism, you can do so by buying me a coffee. Links to that are on the website. I am Andrew Whiteside. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you soon.